It's about time to share the faith race with Tommy on the Flourish Mission. Looking at the title of this episode, thinking, really, Tommy? Destined scapegoats, but here, don't worry, I would explain myself. Oh, by the way, welcome to the Flourish Mission, and this is Tommy. Let me tell you what kind of happened behind the scene of writing this episode itself, but actually, even rather than just telling you a story, I'll just summarize it in a few words. It was hard, seriously, it was. It was really hard. I kept just asking God, God, I know you want me to share this with others, but I am not receiving anything. Then after about an hour, 30 minutes, still sitting there, I just heard something in my head saying, Tommy, why would I teach you the conclusion and lessons about this episode when you've not even gathered the right data? And I thought, oh, Tommy, really? At least read and research about this guy you're about to talk about. Ah, now, oh boy. Did I read or what? Then I started reading and researching. Jeez, I can't wait to dump it all on you guys. But here, I'll be gentle though. Um, I will keep it real simple. The destined scapegoat is Judas. The disciple, or that we, we can just say that guy that betrayed Jesus. I know he's a bad guy, but I want the both of us to learn from him. And there's so much to learn. But this is the final episode to wrap up the book of Matthew that we've been studying for a long, long time. And we are going out with a bang. Like, seriously, we're going out with a bang. But here, to start us off, let's listen to this song by Toby Mac. It's titled, Lose My Soul. You know, nothing in this life, nothing in this world is is better or is worth your relationship with God or is worth your life. But we should all try all we can to lose the world and gain our soul, which is Christ. Well, I will be right back. I just have to pull that song out of my fragile clay pot. It's a hold one, just like I would always say, but it works just right today. I'll be right back. When I was just a young boy, on the back of my daddy's real estate business card were the words, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I can't say I knew what it meant back then, y'all, but I sure do now. Father God, I am clay in your hands. I want to stay that way through all life's demands because they chip and they nag and they pull at me and every little thing I make up my mind to be. Like, I'm going to be your daddy who's in the next. I'ma be a husband who stays legit And I pray that I'm an artist to rise above The road that is wide and filled with self Everything that I see draws me Though it's only in you that I can truly see That it's a feast for the eyes, a low blow to purpose And I'm a little kid in a three-ring circus What you do, true, we get it twisted when we think at the top. But yo, before you part from the start, what's your
your heart. You a pimp, a hustler. Tell me what your title. America got no more stars. Now we call them idols. You sit idle as we teach prosperity. The first thing to prosper should be inside of me. Not because of 22s on the range, but Christ came in range. We say yes, now we change it. Not the same, even though I had a fall. Since I made that call, no more song, no more call, yeah. Listening to Flourish Mission with Tommy. So, welcome back to the Flourish Mission, and this is still Tommy. Matthew 27 through 28 explains three things mainly the death of Jesus and his crucifixion, which is all together in one, then Jesus' betrayal, and finally the last command he gave all of us. I'll keep my focus on the betrayal, which involved Judas. But then I would touch slightly on the death of Jesus and lightly mention his final command for us. Let's get right into it. So in chapter 27, right, of Matthew, the Bible explained how Judas, one of Jesus' disciples, sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. Can you believe that? 
Judas and Jesus only conversed two times in the book of Matthew, like just two times in the book of Matthew. One, the, the first one was when Jesus said, one of you will betray me. And he said, is it me? Then Jesus, that, that's according to the message version. Then Jesus basically responded saying, you have said so. And the second one was when he kissed Jesus just to pick him out of the crowd so that those that wanted to arrest him when it was just about to, they were just about to kill him so that those people could arrest him and just take him away. Those were the only two times he conversed with Jesus in the book of Matthew. So all of this shows that Jesus kind of, not kind of, Jesus really knew who Judas was, no doubt. The more I researched, the more I realized that there are some questions that, that can't be answered even up till now about Judas. Questions like, how would a just God create, create a man like Judas just to fulfill the whole testament? I mean, it was even way before he was born, just the fact that somebody would sell Jesus out and crucify, then lead, uh, ultimately lead to his death, has been prophesied already in like seven different books in the whole testament including zechariah 11 verse 12 to 13. like it was already mentioned way 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 god knows how many years ago in the whole testament even way before it was born but does that mean judas should be blamed or should not be blamed for his actions since it was just a destined scapegoat i searched and searched but i could not find an answer but here though I was able to find closure in the details of this character, what he did wrong, and how I as a person can learn from him. This is what I'll be sharing with you today. Quick background, um, Judas was obviously one of Jesus' uh, disciples. He was also close to Jesus. He was the treasurer, but Jesus was in a class all by, I said Jesus, Judas was in a class all by himself. He is so different in many ways. He was the only disciple to commit suicide. He is the only one whose actions led directly to the death of Jesus Christ. And weird enough, just in case you did not know, his name Judas actually means praise Yahweh. <laughs> that's, a, that's ironic, right? But just in case you're not familiar with the story, he killed himself because he definitely could not stand the guilt of what he did to Jesus. He, he did not confess his sin, he only wanted to fix it. He actually returned the money he collected from selling Jesus off right before he took his own life. So can we then say he sold Jesus out because of the money? It was promised? There are no straightforward answer at all, but, and I swear there were no straightforward answer out there. But here is one important. There is one important thing we need to know, and this is what I learned, and this is what I want to take away for you to be. It is very, very possible for you to follow Jesus, go to church, carry the Bible, talk about Him, even slap God's word on all your social media platforms and still not be in Christ. Jesus is a perfect example of someone who was with God, with Jesus himself, and not in God. The question now is, what is your relationship with God? Remember, you don't have to be perfect. He loves you anyway. 
You'll be better off confessing your sin and not trying to fix it like Judas did. You don't want to wait till the end. You don't want to wait like Judas did. You know what Satan would do? He would continue to make Jesus seem very, very far from you. <laughs> let me let me let me tell you a very funny story that happened recently. So a family friend of ours invited I and my husband um, to the lake on their boat. And it sounds like a lot, a lot of fun, but obviously I can't swim and my husband can't either. So um, on, by the time we got there, they gave us all life jackets and stuff. It was so much fun. But uh, we got to the middle of the lake about 60 to 45 inches deep. And everyone started jumping into the lake and they were swimming. I thought, okay, well, I guess we have to try it now. And the kids, they told me, you're not, you're not going to drown. You have the light jacket on. And I kept thinking, no, people, this is like 60, 60 feet deep. I can't remember if I said uh, inches at first, but 60 feet deep. Like, I, I don't know if I supposed to swim. But anyway, they, after lots of coercion, finally I was in the water. And surprisingly, of course, obviously, I was just floating, obviously, because I had the um, life jacket on. But at some point, though, I got so carried away with these other people that obviously knew how to swim. I was trying out different styles I've seen on TV and trying all I can to swim. But the more I did all of that, the more the wave of the water drifted me away from um, from the boat itself. And at some point, um, one of one of the guys who went with actually said, "Okay, Tommy, here you're going too far. Let's push you back to the boat." But the more we tried to go towards the boat, the more the wave kept pulling us back, despite the fact that it was trying to push me forward. So one of them actually just swam as fast as he could and went back into the boat and got a rope and threw it towards us. So we could hang on to that rope and wherever we go, we could kind of pull the boat along with us so we're not drift too far away from the boat. Now, that story, that drifting away part reminds me of Judas. Some researchers said it was drifting away in doubt. It was enjoying the fun of trying different styles like I was. It was enjoying the 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 um the fun of it was since it was a treasurer, I we can't tell it was was probably stealing the money at some point. It was trying none of that, nothing was happening. Because he knew he had the life jacket, I'll just call the life jacket Jesus right beside him. Looking up at the boat, it seemed like the boat was close to him, which is Jesus was close to him. But sincerely, by the time he looked up, the wave of the world of everything happening around him was pushing him farther and farther and farther away from the boat which is God but he, he, he was not figuring that out my question for you today is what is your relationship with God like do you do, do you want to wait till the last minute like Judas when all it when all the deed is done there might even be some of you right now, you've gone so far from God that you're still starting to feel like you can't pull, pull yourself together anymore. Let me tell you this. Your ego, your sense of pride is either Judas's ego or Peter's ego. You remember Peter in the Bible? You either have the pride of Judas, which made him not repent of his sins, or that of Peter that made him repent right after he denied Jesus three good times during Jesus' death. 
They were kind of in the same boat, though, but one of them ignored the wave and did all it could to swim back to the boat and found the rope. He held on close to it so that he would not lose track of Jesus again. That was what Peter did. He repented of his sins. But obviously Judas did not. He was trying to fix it. Now you, how far have you gone? What rope are you holding on to? Have you given up already? Are you too scared to swim? Or have you just totally given up? Which means, are you now basically thinking of taking your own life already because you're just, you, you're just thinking I've screwed up so bad I just cannot fix this. I am here to encourage you today. Jesus, Judas himself, Judas was a destined scapegoat. He did all that because it had to happen to fulfill the prophecy about Jesus. For you, there is no physical Jesus for you to indirectly or directly sell off. But there is a spiritual Jesus that you might have sold off for something. Are you selling Jesus? Are you losing your soul? Are you losing your life? Are you selling Jesus? Are you selling your faith off for money? For sex, for a relationship, even for marriage, or for for designer clothing that you probably could not afford, or even just to join a clique of friends. Search yourself. What did you sell Jesus for? You know, for me, at some point in my life, I saw myself selling Jesus all for attention in college, and wow, I I I I really did just say that I did. Well, you know what, though? Yeah, this is exactly what I do now. I pray because I've been there before. I have lost that road before. I don't want to lose it again. You know what I do now? I pray. I pray hard and I tell God, God, frustrate me out of anything that I'm doing for self-glorification. Frustrate and ruin all my plans. And I mean all that does not give you glory. And by the power in the name of Jesus, I speak that same thing over your life right now. I pray that God will frustrate all your plans that does not align with His own will, that does not give Him glory. I pray that He would open your eyes to see those things, or that thing that you have sold them for, or that you're about to sell them up for. I pray that like Peter, He would help you ignore the ways around you. And it would help you focus on Him so that you may not drift away. So that you may not drift farther away from Him. I pray that you find the rope. I pray that you chase after Him. And I pray that you keep your focus on Him alone. Be
his flourish mission with Tommy. That was me without you by Toby Mac. As you enter into this new week, I pray that God would help you and I not chase after our shadow. But it would help us focus on him. You know what? He died on the cross just for us. Do you really think our 30 pieces of silver is worth it? Do you think whatever it is we're trying to replace him or sell him off for is worth it? Don't you think about it. You know, I have learned a whole lot from this episode. I'm so glad I can share it with you. The last verse of Matthew um, was after Jesus died and resurrected and was about to um, go to heaven, literally like just ascended to heaven, into the heavens. It said he commissioned us to go out and just preach the gospel. He commissioned us to go out and impact the life of others with everything he has told us or everything that had happened to him. And this is just my small, um, this is just my small way of giving back. And I, and I hope people didn't you find a way of giving back too. You have a story, and people need to hear about it. And that might be the salvation, the salvation they're waiting for. Well, I am also working on a very small project. I can't wait for you guys to see it. But well, to Dan. Have a very awesome and fruitful week ahead. I will talk to you later on another episode of The Flourish Mission. To listen to The Flourish Mission or share The Flourish Mission with your friends, go to the SoundCloud or the iTunes store and type in The Flourish Mission. Also, you can catch up with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by typing in T-O-M-M-Y-S-Y-N. Have a great week ahead.